Hello, good people, and welcome to this is episode three of season eleven of the Brunswick Beer Collective. Uh, I am Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. G'day. With me is Paul Christoph. Good evening. And joining us is a very special guest, and is someone who I've had the email address for for about maybe a year and a half or so. Um, and then that it was like um, Paul was saying, Chris, Chris, you need to get um, this guy on. I'm like, oh, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And in my true lazy self, I didn't get to it. Yeah, like the, like the beer coasters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we are joined by Kyle from Gage Rose. Thanks for having me, mate. I'm, I'm glad you finally emailed. But look, I know, I know you had been, you had like opening up your phone and like pressing the refresh button all the time just to see maybe it arrived, maybe it arrived. Well, the problem is we kept emailing the wrong car. We kept ending up with Kyle Campbell. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Beermash car? Beermash car. Right, the other car. Yeah, so the other car. Well, formerly Subu car. Right, of course, of course. And no longer a special guest reel anymore, just like Ben. I yeah, think he sort yeah. of sits in that same category now. Yeah. Right? Been on enough times to not be special anymore. Mm, mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Outside of the special category. Brilliant. But anyway, welcome. Thank you, man. That um. So we were t- we were talking offline, but I just want to dig this back up. But um. So obviously you're originally from Perth. Uh, I am indeed. Yeah. So. Um, and obviously Paul is originally from Perth. So I am. But, we um, we cheers glasses to that fact. Very parochial West Australians. You got to be. Well, I mean, obviously you've both escaped as well. Mm-hmm. We have, yeah. I mean, I was fortunate enough to uh, to be sent over to Victoria uh, with Gage Roads about 18 <laughs> months ago. Certainly not deported from Western Australia, but... Um, well, it is its own country. I don't think anyone ever gets deported from WA, right? Like, you kind of, you either... Yeah, yeah. yeah you well, kind it's of... part of the takeout, the grand plan. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's what we've discussed. <laughs> right. Oh, the, uh, the grand plan being that um, all the good people from Perth are slowly moving over to Melbourne. Right. Just taking over Melbourne. Come to Melbourne, pick 10 people off, random people off the street, chances are half of them are from Perth. There you go. Yeah. Well, I agree. If no. that makes me a good person. so I'm not really sure. Um, TBC. T- Ed, TBC. <laughs> so, I think we should start with just a little... I mean, what uh, for those who may not have heard of Gage Roads, yep. what's the story? Ah, uh, yeah, it's a it's a long story. It was so, started um, in a barn by. Um... Not not far off, mate. It started in a margarine factory, actually, in uh, in WA, uh, in a suburb called Palmyra, which is about four kilometres outside of Fremantle, which obviously is incredibly famous in the Australian brewing landscape for for birthing little creatures. Uh, I've heard of them. Yeah, you might have. You might and have. As, as a Victorian, yes. I, I had always assumed Fremantle was like some like Geelong <laughs> equivalent of like, you know, Geelong is to Melbourne, like Frio is to mm. Perth, but it's totally not. Yeah. It's like, um, now that's just mm. a furphy. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice one. Hey. But, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I mean, the, the, the brand, or Gage Rides, actually um, technically founded in 2002. We started producing beer around 2004, 2005. So, uh, wait, what is that? So 2002, so what were happening? What was happening in those? 2002, so that's when the uh, the brand was actually was that, founded. But then that, obviously, so that was when they registered, registered yeah, the brand pr- name? Yeah, pretty much, oh. pretty much. So um, I'm being technical here, but from the time we started produ- producing beer, uh, 2004 was when the first... Uh, the first beer was produced from, from Gage Rides out of a, that margarine factory, which we're still in today, so... Does um, it still make margarine as well? We don't, we don't. You can be like we Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Farms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, the, Gage Rhodes margarine. Gage <laughs> salt. I think this is an opportunity, and and of course, I feel like um, there's always this um, like missing link where you know how a lot of breweries are built from old milk equipment, like sure, old dairy equipment. Sure. Why is there not no um, brewery based milk? 
Well, Rogue do cheese. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. I mean, you make beer out of like a lot of breweries use like old dairy equipment, mm. you know, for you know the fermenters and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, you could you could easily you mm. know mm. dual purpose the thing. There you go. I mean, Maybe not got... the same fermenter mm. for like making beer and milk. That's probably not ideal. Yeah, but, no. but if you like a challenge, I will share this that's idea. It's an idea for a collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. In fact, I'll let you guys have the idea. How's that? So <laughs> you seem very excited by it. So add it to the list. Yeah, we'll put it on the list of all the other side projects we have. There you go. Brilliant. This um, is why the coasters never get made. Mm. Right. But I did sign the uh, contract for the glasses. Oh, oh nice. nice. Good one. So that is well happening. done, sir. Making we're, merch. We're getting merch made. Exciting. Uh, because, you know, merch is cool. Yes. Um, and you can say that as you're wearing Gage Rhodes jacket. Gage uh, t-shirt. I'm like a walking billboard. <laughs> I, I truly feel that. So, uh, yeah, unashamedly proud of, of Gage. But, um, but yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, from there, that the brand's yeah, been in a bit of a, a whirlwind um, well, the last 12 years has been really whirlwind. Um, we floated on the stock exchange in uh, 2006. Mm-hmm. So first Australian brewery uh, to be on the stock exchange for quite some time until the guys from Brew, I think, entered the stock exchange last year. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so now one of two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously, uh, famously, uh, Woolworths took out a share in Gage Roads in 2009. So a 25% stake in the brewery which gave us uh, national distribution through their retail channel, um, but it also resulted in us uh, probably not having that route to market through on-premise and, and independent retail. And because as we know, Australians are, are very, uh, very loyal to independence. <laughs> yeah, which I don't begrudge at all, mate, as, as am I. So I'd um, prefer to probably purchase um, independent as well. So. Yeah, I mean, what, what was the reaction when, when that happened? Uh, yeah, it was pretty volatile, for yep. sure. I mean, we sort of started out at the same sort of time as, as breweries like Feral, uh, Nail, yep. uh, I think Bootleg go a little bit further back. But um, yeah, so you know, we were sort of starting starting on that trending wave of craft beer in WA and, and we're doing some really good things uh, until, until, I guess, the, the buyout. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I'd be lying if I said it was smooth sailing. I mean, there's a lot of pubs that we were in at the time that... Uh, pretty much dropped us straight away in favour of independence and, and weren't really wrapped with the move. So, uh, but I mean, if we hadn't made that move, Gage Roads wouldn't be here today. We probably wouldn't have survived uh, the time at the time. So, 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 you, so you're pl- saying the plan was always to um, um, sell most of your stuff to Woolworths and then buy it back? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. I guess, I guess the one... Well, I mean, they did have a pretty shitty management at that, at that stage, didn't they? They've only really started turning around that, in the past that, year. That, so. That's true. Maybe this is Woolworth's plan. Probably yeah. actually said yeah. getting rid of their stake and gauge roads probably started, started Woolworth's turnaround. Yeah. Here we go. Isn't it? Actually focus on what they do well. Retailing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I won't speculate. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's no doubt now, I mean, since returning to independence, you know, we're in a really... Uh, a really great position. Um, you know, I've got national distribution of our beers. We just launched, well, 18 months ago, I moved across from WA, um, from leading our West Australian sales team to now looking after the East Coast. Uh, I came alone. West Coast, you mean? Sorry? East Coast, the best coast, yeah. The best coast, yeah. I don't know about that. I'm not sure if I'm ready to <laughs> yeah. sort of uh, make that statement. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite there. I mean, I love this city and I love this, this side of the country, but uh, like I said, mate, I'm very parochial West Australian, so very proud West Aussie. But, uh, but yeah, so yeah, now we're standing in this position at the moment where we've got um, yeah a national sales team. So we've got mm. two two guys up in 
Queensland, we've got uh, two in New South Wales, we've got three here in um, Vic, and then we've got a, a marketing and events and partnerships manager, um, James Purcell, on, uh, who's based in Sydney and looks after the East Coast. So, um, I mean, that's fast forward. There's a lot of details in between there, but um, that's the, the gist of it, I guess. Um, do you think you got to this um, place or... I mean, it seems like a really interesting journey to get to get to where you did. Yeah. How much do you think it was? Was it luck? Luck? Uh, I don't know about luck. Look, I think we've always had a really great team at at, um, at Gage, and, and that's the one thing to remember. <clears throat> I mean, even with Woolworths' involvement, um, you know, John being our, our managing director, you know, Aaron being head of the brewery, really experienced head brewer um, who came across from Creatures, it's one of the founding members of Gage. Um, you know, nothing's really changed. So it hasn't been a huge personnel change. That the, I guess the, you know, to get where we are was just a culmination of, of the hard work. But I think I think one point for us, which was, um, a, a a seal of approval for for us brewing quality beer was in Little Dove. But I think um, I think hand on heart, that's there's a lot of luck involved in that stuff. I mean, there's 1,800 beers. Um, tasted on that day, mm, yeah. uh, different judges' palates can be impaired by whatnot. Um, and what award was that? One? So that's when Little Dove took out Champion Beer at the AIBAs in 2016. Is, is, so is that is that one of those badges that you see like in wine bottles that you're pretty sure the award ceremony doesn't exist or is it? Yeah, not quite. Well, this is actually probably the uh, I think um, Brewers will agree it's probably the most prestigious uh, awards. Um, in this country when it comes to beer and, and craft beer. Um, you've got the CBIAs as well, which is um, highly regarded. Um, but holistically, I think that Champion Beer Award means a hell of a lot to the industry. So, uh, yeah, we do have a little medal on, on the packaging. I think it's still there, actually. It's almost been two years now, but we'll, we'll ride that for as long as we can. Oh, why not? Yeah, makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, we had a little dove in Perth, didn't we? At the Queens. Uh, at the Queens, yeah. Did you? Well, actually, so the past couple of times I've been to the Queens. Yeah, so right. In Mount been, yeah, it's been nice that you can go to a place like that and see. Mm. Oh, yeah, there's you know basically that and Hop Hog. I've got two good options. Yeah, yeah. No, most I think I think Perth's really progressed in that in that sense. I think um, I think as is the whole country. I think craft is is now. Um, craft yeah, is everybody's, everybody's got well, a, most places have a couple mm, options mm. now. Yeah, I think pubs realise that crafts, um, yeah, in, in massive growth, and, and I guess. You know, for lack of a better term, mainstream beer is, is sort of declining at the moment. So I think pubs are cottoning on to that pretty quickly and, and jumping on the trend, which is, is great for, uh, for everyone involved in craft, that's yeah. for sure. I, I will say, I did follow up a little dove by going to 399 bar and having a bush chook. So oh, yes, yeah, so yeah, that was. I got told I had to have one. Right. So, so for those who don't know what a bush chook is, <laughs> can you explain? Uh, so it's it's basically you know we've got like you know the Tui's new and the BB and the the Forex and you're kind of convinced they're all just the same beer but in different packaging. So this is the WA equivalent, the the Inu <laughs> export. I was told I had to um That's I had to have. So this is the the Perth Athlon that I uh, I drunkenly agreed to to go on. But you like had, you had two. I had two. I had two bush went, back, went back for more. <laughs> yeah, well, I just, got hand, I just got handed another one, so I just went. Well, you know, it's uh, got to got to do it now. But we were running late getting to three nine nine, and I got sent a photo of the Canada New Export with the with the subtitle. You don't want this warm, so that sort of impelled <laughs> me to get there a little bit faster than I what, than wise I was advice. To. Yeah, wise I mean, advice. Sage, sage advice. advice. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. So, it was. It was. It went down okay in a in, in a fairly frigid state. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's uh, exactly right. I mean, it's no frills. It's it's kind of nostalgic for a lot of people in WA. Would you agree, Paul? Yep. 
It's not winning any AIBA. <laughs> no, no. But it's not as bad as some people say. So, so I can't. I used to have lots of jugs of it at uni, mm. and um, but yeah, didn't have it for many years. And then I was at a friend's christening last year, about this time last year, and that was basically the only beer that they had in the esky. Right. So I was like, oh well, I'm smashing down loads of them. You know, yeah. they were cold, and I mean, when it's the only fine, beer you know, available, like, it's you're gonna do that. Is, yeah, is, you're gonna do that. Is that the instance where you posted on the West Coast beer snobs? And on they Perth all went beer nuts? snobs. Oh, and yeah, the, they went the nuts. Shit broke broke the group. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not as bad as I remember. No, wah, wah. that was a. It's like you sold out to big beer or something. It's like you're yeah, trolling. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm yeah. just seeing what I think. <laughs> yes, that's yeah, crazy. That was, uh, that was interesting. Um, do you find yourselves responding to the like? You know, there's obviously the the beer snobs. Yeah. There's um, the CBC, there's mm. Beer Thread, there's probably a lot of other ones that I don't know about. Yeah, um, yeah. Do, do people post Gage Road stuff on um, that? To be honest, yeah, I mean, probably. I, I genuinely don't pay too much attention to the threads as much as I used to when I was starting out. I think mm. I got very passionate about the Gage Roads brand very very early and mm. and uh, and wore the wore the um, the logo as a as a badge uh, of honour. I guess it was it was really tough in those days. I mean, trying to um, to convince a retail an independent retailer to purchase your product when twenty five percent of the profits go back to the you know their biggest competition was was tough. So um, you built up a pretty thick skin. But uh, yeah, I certainly was very close to the forums back in the day. And, I'll, I'll admit, I probably probably reacted adversely to a few comments. You, you sort of it does get under your skin at times. So I've just made the decision to uh, to steer clear of them as much as possible. I put a self-imposed ban on on those um, threads. But look, I, th- I think um, for the most part, um, it's great. I mean, it's great for the industry to have those sort of threads and the amount of passionate opinions that are on there is sort of reflective of where we are as a nation when it comes to craft. I just think there's um, there's probably a few people that take it a bit too seriously and and. Um, yeah, I think it's like it's anything that gets bigger. It starts a lot of these groups start as basically a bunch of mates that set up a Facebook group, and then mm. they've I mean, the CVC is about to hit ten thousand members. I saw that, and yeah, it's just right. you're gonna get a diverse yeah. range of opinions <laughs> when you've got ten thousand people. Yeah, so I feel for the guys trying to moderate these groups. Mm. Well, it's it's a job. Absolutely. Mm. absolutely, yeah. I also feel for the guys who. Uh, who's just, uh, just getting into craft and, and grab a 150 lashes and think, you know, I don't want to be part of a bit of a community. Yeah. I'm going to jump on mm. Perth Beer Stops or CBC and be like, hey, guys, what do you think of this? And then they <laughs> next, never post Next again. minute, confident yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's um, actually a bit sad. Yeah, um, I agree. So if you're out there, if you're one of those people who comment negatively on that poor person who's trying to get into the industry, give them a fair, fair go. We all start somewhere. That's true. Keep us green. Um, and yeah, then, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was saying Back we to went to days. Um, <laughs> we went to Joe's Juice Joint. Yep. On Sunday, and um, I was remembering. I can't remember what the was it bar open. Was it bar open? Was it? It used to it be. Used to be there. Yeah. Gee, you're making me very nostalgic now. Yeah. I was saying that was the first time. First time I'd ever tried masahi. First time I'd ever tried a Japanese beer. And I went down there, and it was like, oh, what's a Japanese beer? There's Japanese beer. What's this? I was like, oh, this is pretty good, and you know, you'll discover different things at different times don't you mm-hmm. exactly right. right so what we know about the present for gauge roads what's <coughs> the future because i did i see on your website a that you have like a there's like clothing sale or something like a, a cl- yeah um which is like proper merch company not just like yeah you know, 
logos. Yeah, we've gone past the coasters and, and glasses. <laughs> we're... Look, we'll, we'll get to at least the coasters. <laughs> Chris, I have, yeah, I have jumpers. Faith. Jumpers. <laughs> Jackets. DVDs. Yes, we'll do DVDs. No, we'll do video Streaming service. We can do a streaming service. iPhone but, cases, definitely iPhone cases. Actually, that could work. By the way, DVDs, um, like, proper or...? Laser discs. Um, mini discs. No, no, mini discs. <laughs> is it, like, no, we'll ironic do... or is it... The DVD? One, that's no, Brunswick. No, Everything's no, ironic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, we'll no, probably no. even wear T-shirts that have, like, cassette tapes on them or mini discs on them just to really... I think mini discs is nice and obscure. Like, if, mm, we, yeah. if we made one BBC-themed mini disc, that would, compl- that mm. would saturate demand yeah. for mini yeah. discs. Well, next time I'm back in, in Paris, I'll get my mini disc player. I do have one. <laughs> Yeah, I've got one too. Yeah. Well, there we oh, go. We need two. We need two then. We have two. That's it. So, Chris, get yourself a mini disc player. I'll go on eBay <laughs> after the recording. So, yeah, what is what is the um? I mean, do you have shareholders? Um, because I saw you had a board of directors. I uh-huh. your website. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, which I would assume are breathing down your neck, asking you to like expand into other um things. Are mm. we going to start seeing mugs? Are we going to start? <laughs> when it comes to merchandise, I mean that's oh, not really um about. yeah it's not really my channel. I know we did a really cool collaboration with a uh, with a um, prominent illustrator called Jamie Brown, uh, really cool guy Brandy, out of yeah. Sydney. Yeah, Brownie. So he does some amazing illustrations. Um, yeah, check him out on Instagram if if, if you can. So we've done a, a collaboration T-shirt with him, which I think is getting released next week, which you might be referring to. Um, but when it comes to, to merch, it's not really my. Um, yeah, I don't really have too but, much. But you, don't, you don't really have artwork on the. Sorry. You don't really have artwork on the labels, isn't it? It's all that sort of that square and. Yeah, well, there's artwork around like, it. So we, we use a um, we use a Melbourne guy actually, Andy Murphy, um, whose Instagram is hilarious, Salvador Nali, um, and he's he's <laughs> nice. uh, yeah he, he's brilliant. He's done a lot of work with like um, some really cool brands, fans. Gage Roads, you know, there's some really cool brands. But, um, but yeah, I mean, he's done, he's done all of our illustrations and has done for a very long time. So if you kind of look at our packaging in, in detail, um, yeah, he's basically created all of those, all those um, seascapes and landscapes, I guess. Um, so then what, what, what's next for beer-wise? I mean, we're having one of them later. Beer-wise, yeah, exactly right. So um, our Red Rye IPA, which, uh, which picked up champion beer at the Sydney Beer Awards uh, late last year, we've just decided to release that in pack and mm-hmm. also draft as well. So uh, I'm pretty sure all kegs in pack landed in Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland today. It's already out in WA, um, given that they don't need to transport and wait a week, so they get everything a little bit quicker. It's probably the reverse of... Everyone else thinks it is, but um, but yeah. So the red roll, really excited about it. It was um, it was super limited. Um, became far more limited than we expected. Actually, the yield was probably about twenty five percent down on what we'd already pre sold, right. which made it uh, very yes, yeah, some very interesting uh, discussions with retailers. Uh, yeah, no, we don't choose favourites. <laughs> But uh, I guess first in best dressed is, is the, the general rule. So, yeah, some really great independent retailers. Uh, be independent only as well. So it won't be in the majors, just be in the independent retailers. Not a Dan Murphy. Some bars. No, it won't. Mm. It won't. It won't. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's really exciting. And then we've also, the brewers are down at Caradale Hop Farm in WA just recently uh, for the hop harvest. And, uh, yeah, we literally picked, picked the hops. And it was Chinook and Cascade and... and um, Whacked them straight into a brew uh, about three hours later, drove back to the brewery and, and got it in. So we'll have a wet hopped pale ale 
out um, very shortly, so they'll be very limited on the East Coast, um, even limited in WA as well, so be a handful of venues, but we'll let people know on sort of the social media and, and Instagram where they can find it. Um, and then down the track, I'm, I'm sure we'll, uh, I mean, we've got a winter release, but I'm not, not um, yeah, yeah, at liberty no. to say. Is, what it is. is there a Gabs with? Uh, there won't be. There what? won't be. Yeah, no. At this stage, there won't be. So... Um, we won't well, the fact be. That at this stage, there yeah. won't be. Yeah. There won't be. There yeah. won't be. Yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> I think, right. I think that's the way it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's getting very tight. So no, I, I, um, yeah, we won't actually be at Gabs um, this year. So that's an exclusive for you. But what, um, was that a conscious choice, or was that a? Yeah, it, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's actually not really my, um, not my field, not my decision. Um, then you can just I'm speculate. Really... On... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, st- I'm really stoked to be able to go to Gabs. Um, as a punter, like I'm honestly excited to just um, not have to rock around in a gauge tee and go with a couple of mates and yeah, we, and enjoy we, it. We tend to have that approach as well. Yeah, so like yeah. A group of about 15 yeah. people this year. Yeah. Right, yeah. make that 16. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Done. Yeah. I'm, right, I'm riding on. Run, run for run from one of the communal tables. Get mm. the whole table. Yeah. Sensational. And then what? Someone gets up and does the beer run or. Uh, once, oh, once no. you've got the table, once, once you've got the table, there. you're good. Uh, well, because yeah. we tend to like line up um, as many of the tiny cups as possible and sort of like build fortresses around. Well, well yeah. Well, the challenge is the challenge, <laughs> the is, challenge is to protecting big... the cup snake mm. because those <laughs> rise. They always try and take yeah, away yeah, the as cup much snake. as you can right, for security. Right. It's like no, no, this is unacceptable. Yeah, Very right. cool. You're right. Plastic, so brilliant. Well, what could go wrong? I don't know. Nobody got plastic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, people have definitely been paddled, but no one's ever been plastic. Yeah, the so paddles. No, I, can under- worry I can understand them taking the paddles away. That very makes good sense. point. Yeah, weapons. So, so, speaking of beer, no, I was going to ask. Um, so the stadium beers. So obviously, when you said beer snake, I was hoping you'd segue into that. Stadium. Yeah, beers well, Chris, well, Chris, Chris just you know, Chris, so. Chris said he's had his own segue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, so yeah, stadium beers. So, yeah. I was quite. I know you had the usual on the on the forums. A lot of people just whinging because it's all low ABV stuff. Yeah. But I'm yeah. actually. We've said many times that we like it when we see a low ABV beer because a lot of breweries are now trying to do interesting things. We had the little Nipper yeah. Yep. Mash on yeah. Sunday. That Very was nice. was great. Really good. I've seen Small Ale, which has been around for years. Um, yep. Another classic. Beard Beardel Borgo do a really good one. It's one of the first, I think, three and a half yeah, percent beers that was amazing. Paralife do their throwback. Um, Man, so dead, my, dead pony club. My is question yep. is kind of like, I guess, one, what's your thoughts on that? And two, <clears throat> will any of them ever see a release outside of the stadium? Yeah, um, hasn't really been talked about at, at this stage um, whether it gets released externally. I mean, they're all um, they're all three point five percent versions of our existing brands, so it's quite hard to differentiate that if you go into um, for retail, for instance. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the bright yellow single fin carton. Bright yellow single fin carton. It's going to be. So could it be like clearly. a brighter yellow? It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a different yeah, tone. It's a limited thing. Yeah. I yeah. People be so into like you know limited four mm. pack. Mm. Perhaps you might see some. Edition, yeah. yeah. Perhaps you might see some kegs but, around. Yeah, that um, can be Yak Stadium edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if they'll get released, but I mean, it's, it's certainly been. Um, I mean, that's probably been the biggest moment for this brewery, undoubtedly. I think it's. And hopefully it's it's paved the way um, for independent brewers to be considered for, for those sort of contracts. Yeah, 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 I think for, for all of us, um, to be honest. So, um, but did, did 
you guys put in like a proposal thinking it was like yeah you know how you, uh, you know how um, sometimes you'll apply for a job and yeah. you don't think you're going to get it you just yeah, do it for yeah. the hell of it do it for the experience yeah is that what you guys did with the stadium or did you have like an inside road or no we um I mean yeah we we, we did our due diligence and um and put together what we felt was a pretty compelling argument I mean initially the stadium was was going to be called Perth Stadium so. Um, you know, for us, it was a it was a big light bulb went off. Well, surely um, we've got to be a chance here. I mean, West yep. Australia again. I've alluded to it. West Australians are so parochial, and if you're going to mm. call the thing Perth Stadium, we'll go with a, a beer from Perth. Mm. That's, um, that's brewed in WA. It's employing West Australians. Um, so yeah, and I, and I guess there's there's not too many independent breweries um, with the ability, capacity wise, and uh, maybe capital wise as well, to be able to, yeah. to pull something like that off. So. Um, we felt if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be us. And, and no, we, we threw the kitchen sink at it. I mean, we we, um, we certainly, um, you know, we had the right people on the job to, to uh, you know, to execute their certain parts. And, yeah, really, really fortunate. And, and um, I managed to, to get back to WA a couple of weeks ago and experience the stadium for the NRL, unfortunately, because I'm a massive AFL fan and okay. NRL sort of falls on deaf ears with me. But to experience and... Um, it's been you know, a good time in the bar. Yeah, I mean, what they've Literally. done with the stadium is incredible, man. It's, it really is. I mean, it's, it's like there's mini pubs within that venue. Um, you well, know, we'll you, be there in July. Yeah, oh, right, yeah. right. For our Hawks game. Mm. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Are you leaning? You're looking at me questionably as if no, I'd be able to hook no, you up. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. But, you know, if there's a spare call for a box, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's there, it's there. The gauge road, box. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's it's really cool. It's, it's 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 pretty incredible to be to be sitting in that stadium um, and to look around and think that yeah, there's. Mm. I mean, at the NRL, there's only thirty five, maybe forty thousand people there, but mm. forty thousand people consuming your product. It's um, yeah, it's a pretty amazing feeling. It's well, really hard cool. to uh, one up Suvi, let's be honest. Yeah, Suvi. Yeah, exactly right. The cauldron. Yeah, that was some. <laughs> um, yeah, really. I think I think also as you reflect. Um, as you, as you can see, the new stadium, you go back to the old one, you think, yeah, it really was. But at the time, it's all we had. So it's kind of like that was the creme de la creme. That was the MCG of WA. <laughs> but um, you look back now and you think, yeah, it was... Yeah, um, when are we going to see Gay, Gay Droids beers at the G? Ooh, yeah. Well, I think we'd have to get bought out by CUV, wouldn't we? Look, I can probably get them on the phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, think it's a t- I think they've got a 20-year deal. It's um, ridiculous, I'm it's sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's long, so well, maybe, maybe in 20 but, years. But, but if you got bought out by them, then, you know. Well, there you go. Yeah, well, I was part of that deal. Yeah, yeah. I was very disappointed to, uh, to go to Etihad to watch my beloved Saints on Saturday. I was hoping for a Four Pines and uh, dreaming of a pirate life, but just hoping for a Four Pines. It was a great northern. It was, yeah. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Wild Yak um, and Carlton Draft. Stadia edition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sure they'll get in there. Or maybe at the MCG they're already in, but I'm hoping so. it's got to be the natural progression yeah. for that whole. I mean, that was that. That was always the theory as to why they bought the, so they could offer craft beer at stadiums. Mm. Or at least it's a theory that we hoped was the case. Well, I mean, I mean the other. The other sort of more obvious theory is that you know their growth is stagnating and craft is still growing, right? So, so why don't you buy into the growing thing? But yeah, it would be nice to think that they would eventually use their powers mm. for forces of good rather than evil. And, you know, <laughs> give us a beer in the stadium. Exactly, give us a beer in the stadium. So yeah, you know, we'll see. But yeah, I I, I simply hold out the the same hope that, that we the all dream. hold the dream. Yeah, living the dream. Hopefully, one day. Fingers crossed. That's right. Um. We're all empty, so I think we should get some more beer. Let's do that.
and as promised, we get more beer. And all right, what is this beer, people? Uh, it is the magical Easter unicorn from Bridge Road Brewers up in Beechworth. Which, um, which is a riff on the what is it? The magical the Christmas, Christmas unicorn. unicorn. I guess so. That makes sense. 7.3% ABV Porter. We don't have much in the way of descriptions exactly how... I did I did a bit of Googling in the break to figure out if we could find out whether they melted up, you know, chocolate Easter bunnies to make this beer or something brutal like that. Or the actual bunny. Yeah. Or the actual Easter bunnies. The actual Easter bunny in this yeah. beer. I, it's very macabre. A bit weird. A special... <laughs> A special after Easter Easter beer. Magical Easter Unicorn. It's, it's not after Easter, it's before mm. Easter. Anyway, it's a Magical Easter Unicorn is like no beer Bridge Road has ever made before. Think robust porter with lactose and heaps of vanilla. Okay. So that is the that is the description that I have. So maybe people didn't maybe they didn't dump a load of chocolate in there. I don't know. Mm. It tastes chocolatey. It tastes yeah. chocolatey. I'm yeah. sure that there's I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it reminds me of, you know, something like, you know, like the Temptress or one of those other, you know, mm. chocolate portery kind of beers. Yeah. It's pretty nice. It is. Yeah, um... Uh, so, do you want words? Words would be good. Give uh, me words. David R. at Bridge Road Brewers, a couple of days ago. Taster, very chocolatey, would be good on a cold night by a fire. 3.5 out of 5. Um, Mark F., Cocoa Parter, hot chocolate. I see a theme here. Lee S, strong hints of chocolate, but also the alcohol is very apparent. Purchased at the atrium. Mm. That's surely not. Let's see it's if not I can. Very apparent. Um, was it actually? Right, so that must have been at the thingo. The pop thing. No, the, the, the gala. Thing. Oh, oh yes, that was of course. Because that, yeah. that was in the atrium. Yeah, that, that was. That yeah, totally that makes, makes sense. sense. Well, really drinking. Sherlock. Of Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to the bottom of it. Look, we're, we're very clever people. I think that's clear from the beginning. I yeah. concur. <laughs> Double at Bridge Road Brewers. Sweet like chocolate, dangerously drinkable. I think, I think mm. there, there is a common thread mm. to mm. all these comments. It's, it's drinkable. Yeah. <laughs> that it is drinkable. That it's is, a beer. <laughs> it's a beer, and there may or may not be chocolate in it. Hell, I'm liking it. Yeah. I think it's smooth. Yep, yeah, Claire at the yeah. atrium. Hells yeah, chalky egg beer, so smooth. Four out of five. Well, I guess I guess the big the big question is um, if that if that um, we didn't know that it was called a you know um, like a chocolate egg porter or whatever hey. would we think that it had would we think chocolate or would we think just thinking, like it's just got a big cocoa nib thing? That's a good point. No, I think you would. Mm. I, I think, think you so. would. I think it's pretty pretty evident. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think there were unicorns in it, but you'd certainly think it was Definitely chocolate. Definitely tastes like <laughs> chocolate, yeah. Mm. yeah. Well, of course, everyone knows, like, the little dove tastes like um, birds. Of course. Yeah. Like little doves. Yeah. Yeah. Looks <laughs> like, like Rob Lugton says, you know, a delicious example of style. Who do they, how do they get the unicorns into the vats? This is a very good question. Uh, oh, Rob. That's Rob. why we don't have unicorns anymore. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Prove me wrong. Challenge, Rob. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, all right, give me a few more people. Jeremy K at the atrium. I've been told they use three unicorns per batch. Flavor really comes through, nice and chocolate. Four point two five. Ooh, mm. nice. Yeah, so I wouldn't know if the unicorn flavor came through because no. I, I, I don't know what unicorn flavor, like. huh? No, no, I believe. Ooh. I just don't know what it tastes like. I've never eaten it. Unicorn before. once, but it had been marinated in teriyaki sauce, so you didn't really get that pure. Ah, teriyaki mm. unicorn. Whereas if you have good quality unicorn, ah. 
you know, you should only use it. Is that the salt on it? Is that the Japanese on Smith Street? No, it's not in front of it, right? Yeah, actually, oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, then unicorn sashimi wouldn't taste like unicorn mm. either. No. Yeah, it's, it's a serious problem. It's very complicated. It probably tastes like chicken, unicorn sashimi. Mm. Well, that's what I thought I was eating at first, funnily enough, and then, you know, well, unicorn. I mean, the dilemma always is with unicorn. It's like unicorn, is everyone knows, is like tofu. You know, It can be whatever flavour you want it to be, depending on the sauce. So you don't really know when you're tasting unicorn. It's true. So on that note, give me one more review. Uh, Ryan B at the Wheat Sheaf Hotel. This is everything it needs to be. Just leaves my mouth feeling a little rough, my mouth a bit rough feeling and a bit bitter like after eating dark chocolate. 3.75. That's actually a good one to finish yeah. with. So, what do we think about this beer? I am giving it a four. Um, yeah, it's chocolatey, it's smooth. I, I'm really liking that stouts are now everyone's doing it because it's weather appropriate. Was the porter though? Rubbish. Oh, you know, porter stouts, same diff. There's an, there's an episode where we just brewers around the country are just going what? There's an episode where we discuss this. I like them both. That was the sound of a hundred tables flipping. Yeah. <laughs> but this is going mental. We may as well just get bought out by a brewery now. It's yeah. like we're done. Yeah. yeah. Just selling out. No, it smells. It smells like it tastes. It's um, yeah, chocolatey and smooth, which are two things I like about this beer. So, yeah, four stars. Yeah, yeah, four out of five. That was my, my sort of gut feel as well. I, I just really like it. It's, it's awesome. Go. Yeah, I'd love to buck the trend, but I had four in my mind as well. Yeah, I think 3.75 is too harsh. I think 4.25 is too much. Too liberal. Yeah, it's four for me too. Um, it's a fine beer. It's what? super easy to drink. Not controversial at all. I know. No, no, I mean, imagine if it was a stout. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> 3.75. <laughs> yeah. So on that note, we should get one last beer. And we have more beer. And the more beer is... Kyle, I'm going to ask you to say what this beer is. Uh, this is how close it gets to the style. Yeah. This is a Red Rye IPA. So this is the beer that we released uh, middle, middle of last year. We did a keg-only release. Uh, entered in the nearest awards show at the time, which is the Sydney Beer, um, Royal Sydney Beer Awards, I think I'm getting that right. And, um, Royal Sydney. Exactly right, don't forget the Royal, the, the regalness of those awards. But, well, it um, means more, yeah. Yeah, and then we just got, we got a call from the guys saying, hey, we, we think you should have some, um, someone in attendance at the awards, so we, we knew we'd done pretty well, and in, in the end, um, Red, Red Rye picked up Champion Beers, so, um, yeah, a really good gong um, for us. And um, now, Jeff, what does it really? What does it really? Well, I mean, no, this is, this is all complimentary information, right? It's, we're not here. It's, it's you know, the, the Venn diagrams are not designed to intersect on this one, right? So, uh, pours a deep amber colour with a soft white head. Opens with a big American hop aroma with notes of spice, peppery spices combined with a citrus hop character and an alcohol sweetness. For a fresh IPA flavour with a subtle twist, it's all wrapped up by a balanced, dry bitterness. That is the description on Untapped. The description on the bottle is actually the Venn diagram between what I said and what Kyle said. So we, we don't need to go into that. Right. People can just do that themselves and they can't go back to high school. <laughs> I think that's kind of the perfect explanation there. So, this is really nice. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, you are you are the, the know, red rye yeah? Yeah. expert. That's your style? Oh, my favourite beer is the Formentanage. Oh, sensational. Yeah. Right. Because it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, this is really nice. It's like, doesn't... Um, I'm trying to find the find the right words. Um, it doesn't have the whole... doesn't have too much of the caramelly thing to me. Yeah. But it's just a really good balance. And it doesn't also taste ultra boozy either. Yeah. So it's 6.1... Theoretically, yeah. nice, no? and that's quite on the uh, invoice. Six That's um, it's very similar, <laughs> very similar to sort of um, what we try to achieve with Little Dove as well. It's all about that balance. So, um, so this this isn't named after a bird or a fish. Uh, it isn't. It is, and you know what? It's, it's simply just red rye IPA. So, um, we thought we'd put this one in layman's terms, and uh, and yeah, I think I think it's a really good. Um, depiction of the style and, the and um, I'm wrapped with the for the brewers to be able to produce that because it makes um, our job of, of selling and marketing it a hell of a lot easier so yeah but no it is and I should flag though keep that people will hear this uh, in I'd say so they'll you'll hear it just after Easter so hopefully it still exists it will yeah so the kegs in the pack have literally arrived um, on the east coast this week so probably I mean we've got the launch at Catfish Oh, you're not going to be able to be. This is going to be post, right? So the launch was at Catfish <laughs> uh, on on, on uh, Thursday, the, the 29th of, of March, and it was a huge success. It was a great nice. event. It was a really great event. Uh, Good Friday Eve is, a, is one of the greatest drinking nights of the year. It I, is, I believe. I, I think, think it really is. I think you're right. I think you're right. So um, yeah, no, we'll be down. I mean, we were down at Catfish, and it was fantastic. So. <laughs> but um, back, but yeah, no, I, think, the I think it might still you might still see it in trade. So um, fingers crossed. Anyway, C- certainly in, in package, I think you, you'll be able to pick it up from a, an independent retailer. So um, yeah, find your local. Um, what do we think, people? First impressions. I, I, yeah, I mean, red 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 ales aren't usually my my sort of style, actually. So this is one of the many areas in which Chris and I disagree. Like most areas, we disagree mm-hmm. on. But it's a thing uh, we do. Yeah, I find because because it's more sort of yeah less less malt driven, a bit more hop driven, <coughs> a bit drier. I yeah, I just find yeah it's really really nice. I really am yeah, really nice. enjoying yeah. it. Really fresh. It's got that sort of candied caramel flavour that you expect mm-hmm. from a red rye, which is good. So what are other people saying? Interesting. A lot of people are giving it. It's, there seems to be a bit of a disconnect between um, the scores and the comments. But I like this one. So Ben M at the Northridge Brewing Company. So private function. I can't even read what the next word says. It's a very blurry photo. His check-in is like check-in, which Jeff loves. Ah, <laughs> uh, my favourite. My favourite L- thing. L- LCI. The level of focus in this photo is pretty much how I remember the night at this stage. Dot, dot, dot. Beer was decent, if unremarkable. 3.5. So Jared M says, interesting flavours. The rye really stands out and gives it a spicy kick, lacking a bit of the warming sweetness you expect from a red IPA, which I think is consistent with sort of what I was thinking, which Mm. doesn't, yeah, have that, you know, uh, yeah, that sort of more malty, sort of, you know, sweet driven flavour, which, yeah, again, is what I sort of prefer generally from this, which... He gave it three and a half. Yeah, we've got um, a lot of people who are not writing anything. Not then, writing uh, what they think. Bastards. This guy, JH at the Beach Club Colliery. Love a red rye over a red eye from WA. 3.75. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I uh, caught the red eye back on the way back from Perth last weekend. It was, yeah, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't ideal. Like, it wasn't my scenario. Because if you want an overnight flight, it needs to be a bit longer than four hours yeah. so you can get more than an hour and a half of sleep. So you can confirm the red rye is better. Oh, the red rye is far superior to the red eye. Well, that's Absolutely. all that matters. You you it that is a good name for a beer, isn't yeah. it? The red eye. The red eye. Oh. Well, if only they served the red rye on the red eye, then I would have slept much better on that flight, I think. Yeah, why are you working on the uh, yeah. shotguns? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. All right, uh, LG at the Beach Club Colliery. Good. Luck be a meat raffle tonight. <laughs> Three point seven five. Shout out to John at the Collaroy for yeah. running an epic meat raffle. Yeah, he's yeah. got a, he's got a lot of tickets uh, on LG. Hopefully, he had a bit of a winner there. A lot of people not commenting. Come on. I think also uh, it's important to note that these comments are probably from about. A year and a half, yeah. or a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this uh, it's a different release. Presumably. It is, it is. So we're probably we're judging it. Well, yeah. he'd like to think it's as close to what it was. Sean D, he's got a bottle. Don't say where he is. That was our twenty fifth March. Nice spice at the front and a nice multi finish. Good and solid red beer. Three point seven five. Mitchell Eming Leeming bought it at the Qdar Tavern. Looks like he's got a growler there. A branded growler too, very good. Branded with <laughs> someone. Branded Jump with on www.gagerose.com. <laughs> <laughs> a bit spicy. No, he's, got a, he's got a growler branded on his ass. That's, that's the yeah. brand. That's a bit spicy, thing. pretty balanced on the molten hops for an IPA. Still good though, 3.75. Onion Mitchell. All thought right. I thought that could have been a four, but... Come on, mate. <laughs> Happy with that. <laughs> All right, what do we think about this beer? Um, and I'm going to start with Kyle first because Ooh. you know you, you know the people who made it. Yeah. No, I think we're we're all um, incredibly um, proud of this beer. Uh, I think I think like all of our beers, we've, we've always really attempted to be on that balanced side. So I think I think like everything that we do, it's probably geared towards um, people who are entering craft beer. I think un- unashamedly, um, someone who are transitioning is something a little bit different, and then obviously. Now, what we're trying to achieve with, with these releases, we did a Rhubarb Goes, we did um, an Imperial Stout last year, we did the Red Rye, um, we did an American Brown Ale. It's just to sort of just slightly push uh, push the boundaries. Uh, but always remembering that we're brewing beer essentially for the 95% of people and not so much the five. So, um, so yeah, I think that's a really well-balanced um, yeah Red Rye IPA, a beer that I'll um, consume plenty of, I'm sure. Cherish forever. Yes. Um, uh, out of five, what do you give it? Ooh. Oh, it's like rating a child. Um, you would rate children? Which, which, which everyone does. It's the reality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone has a favourite child. Sorry, I, just won't sorry admit it. I meant publicly rating a child. Yeah, I, I'd... Um, I mean, I'd be comfortable with a 4.25. 4.25? I think that's being fair. <laughs> That is a a big Paul you spoke first So you're That is a big That is a big call Um, Paul what do you think then? Yeah look I was tossing up Between 3.75 and 4 For a while there But I think the general consensus On our tap is probably correct I think it's a uh, Yeah 3.75 for me It's um Yeah got that nice Caramel sort of yeah, toffee goodness I like. It's got a nice hop character. Um, it's not quite a uh, former tenant. 
but I um, but, but I think but I think also but I think it's also really. context, isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, yeah any any it's really like if you were to say to someone, oh, you want a red I yeah red mm. IPA? Have you tried one before? No, then this is what you give them. It's a bit more mm. accessible. So for me, someone who likes craft beer more, I prefer something a bit more challenging. But it's yeah, I mean, three point seven five. It's above Christoph's scale. Would definitely drink again and then some, so yeah, it's good beer. Oh, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Jeff? Yeah. Um, I'll give it a four. I mean, I actually, I think I actually prefer it to the former tenant just because I'm, <clears> I'm not looking at it. So, Jeff is the target audience. Yeah, exactly. The entry crop. No, and just, it's just because, like, when I, and, and, and I think Paul's right, it is context. When I'm drinking like a red Albert IPA, I'm not looking for things I'm looking for in IPAs and double IPAs and things like that. And I think that this delivers on what I'm expecting it to deliver. And so that works quite well from my perspective so yeah there we go this is now going to super complicate the situation yeah <laughs> especially if you give it like a, a cider if you give it a four and a half or a three and a half we're fucked at this point I, no I'm I, I'm going for a four I totally agree that it's a it's the it's the gateway red and I think it's an important beer to exist because it's a gateway red because it gets more people to drink former tenants mm. um, <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting right here, mate. He's sitting <laughs> right here. What is he smoking? The kidding. red, the red eye. The red rye is the gateway to the red eye. <laughs> so, which will be the next beer? <laughs> Come on. Um, no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, I think it's, I think it's a great beer. Um, four stars works for me. That's yeah, a four. Brilliant. Yeah, um, That's a four. Now, now we've been suitably abusive to you. Is there anything you want to say to us, Carl, before we finish up? <laughs> I thought you'd be. I thought. Uh, no, I thought you'd been quite kind. To, to be fair, but um, no, not not a hell of a lot. Um, no, I just. Uh, I mean, obviously, the, the Gage brand has changed um, significantly over, over the last twenty four months. So, I think um, I think we're in a really great position at the moment. We've got the brew house to to a point where we're brewing really consistent, high quality beer. Um, like you've both alluded to, I mean, we're, we're sort of. Um, it's it's in context. It's where we're positioning our beer. So I think it's really, um, yeah, it's probably not right to to, to uh, compare Gage Roads um, with a Modus or with someone who's um, really about that pointy end craft. Who's really really pushing the style, which I absolutely love. Um, I shared their majestic leopard last week when I was up in Sydney and, and really really enjoyed it and probably enjoyed everything they have put out. But I guess it's really important to always keep that in in the back of your mind when when trying beer. Is you know this beer might not be our single fin summer ale might not be for you because you know your go-to is a 6.5 percent ipa and, and you love that robust bitterness and and um, and that challenge yep so i think uh, i think for the market we're, we're brewing really really great beer at the moment and that makes my job um as east coast sales manager a hell of a lot easier and and um and hopefully we can continue to do that and continue to bring out really fun releases like the red rye ipa and um imperial stout and we'll have one out in winter which everyone should keep an eye out on and yeah just continue to to progress as a brand so yeah, it's an I exciting mean, time. It's something we should cover on a future episode. Actually, is just the the concept of like you know craft breweries who do sort of more target that entry level mm. market with you know more accessible beers that sort of you know really cater you know and just targeting what you brew for the people that you are mm. aiming for rather than just going crazy. Just for actually sake of going crazy. more challenging. You either mm. you brew your real mainstream stuff, so like, okay, people want a lager, he's going to brew lager, or you're brewing super craft. Yeah. Mm. Then what? If you're yeah. going for the middle, you're like, well, I'm going to piss somebody off here. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that's it. And I think um, I think as um, you know, as unashamedly 
called craft beer geeks I think that's what everyone just needs to remember is that um, someone who's enjoying um, a 150 Lashes for instance um, there's nothing wrong with that no. yeah. they're, they're, they're not quite in that craft you know, at the level of their craft beer journey that you are you've progressed past that point you've probably um, taken on craft earlier you've been you know, you're well past that beer for instance your palate but I think we should actually embrace those people and go great you're at the start of the journey um, and you know inevitably they will transition through to an independent craft beer and no doubt in 12 to 24 months if they're enjoying it they'll be drinking the middle class drives the economy yeah, it's true. Yeah, don't everyone yeah. in poverty, but you can't let you know the top, the one percent have everything. Yeah. So be, curti- the be courteous, be geeks, be courteous <laughs> to the beginners. That is an awesome mes- message to finish this episode on. Uh, was it what, what did Jerry Springer used to say when he finished his episodes? Be good to yourselves and each other, or something. I thought he said, oh, "Break it up." <laughs> <laughs> no, that was the that was the whole entire rest of the episode. Oh, right. <laughs> right. So, we have been the Brunswick Beer Collective. We've been joined by Kyle from Gage Roads. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate the opportunity. That We've been joined by Paul Christoph. Evening. Jeffrey Chi. Good night. And Chris Shorten. And we will talk to you all next week.